0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 14 of Namaste Bitches podcast, the podcast where I ask people from all walks of life for one piece of advice and then we go from there. I am so sorry for the long hiatus. I would have a good excuse for it, except I don't, other than I'm horrible with time management and I hate editing these things. But this episode, I recorded it back in October with Ben Crooks, he is a CrossFit coach a really good episode. I'm really happy that I got to have him on, and I hope you enjoy it. So here is Ben. So Ben, uh, what is your piece of advice?
1: So my piece of advice is learning is important, but big biceps are more important. <laughs> I yeah. think that's
0: a pretty good piece of advice.
1: It's a fact of life. So
0: here's when, when did you come to that realization?
1: Uh, I was about... When I was about 17, and I stopped being the fat, the fat kid with skinny arms, and I actually filled out a little bit, and I sort of stood in the mirror one day and went, yeah, I like these. These are pretty good guns. And from then on, I tried to hit, hold on to them. Did you, did
0: you decide to stop school at the same time? Were you like, I only need one of these?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Really? It was actually about the time I finished school, so it sort of worked in my favor.
0: <laughs> did you, were you really a chunky kid growing
1: up? Yeah, I was... I, I was my family's quite big. Um, my dad's six two. My my grandfather's six one. Um, my my, my, little, my little brother's six foot three. Um, I'm the short one in the family. That's How tall are you? Six foot. Oh wow. Um, like my mum. My mum was a swimmer growing up, so she's sort of quite broadened, but at the same time she's only sort of five seven. Um, so I mean, I was always a little bit taller or the same sort of height as most of the kids growing up. But I had a lot of puppy fat, and I liked to eat shit. Um, and I just, I just, it, it, I just remember growing up looking at myself going. I'm really chubby, but I've just got these skinny arms, and it was always a big issue for me. And then as soon as I sort of, I actually filled out when I was about 17, like properly filled out when I was about 17, I went, oh, hang on a second, that's a bit more in proportion.
0: Did you fill out because you started rowing, or did you fill out because, like, your body changed because you uh, were
1: a growing child? It was more the growing child. Um, by this stage, I'd been rowing sort of for, uh, I, I started rowing when I was about 12 um, okay. at school. 12, 13, Um, when I was 17 was sort of when I went into that sub-elite program um, into like the state and the national representation sort of phases Mm -hmm. and I think it was just a natural body changing where I'd shot and I'd gone up really quickly but I hadn't gone out, I still had that puppy fat and it just took a couple of years to sort of come off me a little bit really, Mm -hmm. so yeah.
0: So your first, uh, the first sport you started with was rowing and how did you get in, how did you get into that? The first
1: sport I started in was AFL. Oh, okay. Sorry. um, sorry. Okay.
0: That's what, that's the thing before we started, I was like going to ask you a question. And then I stopped. AFL, is that like, this is going to be a really stupid question, <laughs> but is it like American football and rugby kind of no. smashed together?
1: <laughs> uh, AFL. <actually laughs> Thank ca- you
0: for not looking really annoyed as oh, I asked you'd that You'd be question. amazed
1: how many Americans ask, like, how does this work? You just hit each other pretty much. Um, AFL actually came about from Gaelic football, so the Irish version of football, but they use a round ball mm-hmm. and rugby. And basically it's just sort of Australian's back in the day and when the country was sort of found was drunk all the time mm-hmm. and went, "Hey, we can hit each other, but if we do it with a weird-shaped ball, it's going to make it a bit more interesting. So, um, so that's how that came about. Growing up, um, I grew up on a farm, sort of literally in the middle of the outback. Well, not the middle of the You grew up in
0: Perth, right? Or I grew near up, Perth?
1: I grew up, when we say near Perth, Perth was the closest capital city to me, but it was a three-hour drive. Okay. Um, I grew up pretty much on the edge of the outback um, <clears throat> on a wheat and sheep farm and AFL was the only sport we had AFL we had hockey so field hockey um, in, in winter and we had cricket and basketball in summer okay but there just wasn't anything else this is a, this is a district of about a thousand people all up
0: yeah that's kind of how my high school growing up you had <laughs> you had soccer soccer yeah. you had American football and you had basketball mm. these were the sports you could yeah, play exactly. volleyball for girls you had that
1: no we didn't even have that no oh, it's a great sport I, I, I played volleyball later on in life. I
0: really like volleyball because it's kind of... It's like... It's like bowling. Anyone can do it. Like yeah. Like, it's really easy... It's just
1: hit the ball back over the net. Yeah,
0: it's great. That's you do it's good fun.
1: Beach volleyball is even more fun. You get to play it on the beach.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so the diving part doesn't hurt.
1: Oh, that's amazing fun. Oh, yeah. Sand. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so AFL was like my first sport because it was, it was pretty much the only sport that we had growing up. Um, and... Every Sunday we sort of went out and we'd go to, there was so there was oh, seven or eight different towns within a two, three hour drive mm-hmm. that we played against. So every Sunday we'd go and play against them and that was what I did. And then um, growing up it was just, that was all we played really. Yeah. And months turned to summer, we started playing basketball. So, <laughs> um, and then I think I played, then when I went away to boarding school, um, that was where I went to start rowing. Of
0: course you learned how to row in boarding school.
1: I went to a fancy boarding school. Oh, of course, I, we, we had the we had hats and we had ties and blazers. Really? Yeah, it was all. And it was right on the river. Oh, I want to see
0: pictures of this. <laughs>
1: let's, let's show you the pictures of this.
0: Okay, this is this is great for uh, uh, audio. By the way. This <laughs> just uh, you showing me pictures. Yeah,
1: this is just me showing you pictures, um, pulling them up on the phone.
0: Can it? Can you send me one so I can put it on the? Yeah, uh, Group the Namaste Bitches Facebook group. Absolutely. Um, so you got into rowing when you were in high high, high school? school. So my
1: yeah. first year of high school um, was my father had gone to the same school. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's that was my school.
0: Holy heavens! <laughs>
1: uh, so my dad had gone to had gone to the same school. It's a very your father's gone there, so you go there. School, yeah. and, and so on, so on, so forth. I think there was like fifth generation p- kids there when I went there.
0: Oh wow, yeah, it
1: was. It's one of the oldest schools. In That's Perth.
0: when Australia started.
1: Literally, yeah. yeah, it was the first school, like first sort of fancy school in Perth, Catholic all boys school. Hmm. Explains mm-hmm. a couple of things about me growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I went there, and they just I played basketball when when we'd be on the farm and I just sort of got pushed into rowing and said, you know, give it a try. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, three years later, I'd basically, my entire life. So, yeah.
0: Because so, you rowed at an elite level?
1: Um, yeah, so once once I finished school, we um, we had what was called sub-elites going, lead, leading out of school. Um, I got I got picked up into that program and um, and sort of got taken away to uh, the Australian Institute of Sport in Canberra um, and trained there with, with basically with the Australian Junior Squad at the time um, and sort of growing into that and then basically got told that I was too short. Actually, no, didn't get basically on. My coach sort of turned around and said, we'd really like you. You've you've got what, what we want, but you just don't fit in the boat. You're just too
0: You're short. too short? Yeah. How tall does a rower have to be? I didn't ever think there would uh, okay. be a height. I, high, I high had, a, I high had a
1: friend, I had a couple of friends um, in the Athens Olympic eight. For Australia, um, a guy named Stewie, uh, Stuart Reside was the man in bow seat, and he was the shortest and the lightest in the crew. I think from memory, he's about six foot four, and I think he, I think his rowing weight for Athens was about ninety six kilos. So I mean, you're up over two hundred pounds at my rowing weight. At my rowing weight when I was eighteen was eighty one. Okay. So I mean, what one what's that? One seventy one eighty sort of pounds. Yeah. So um, I, I just physically, I just didn't have the build. So that was sort of when I, and all right, well this is a bit shitty. Sort of took it on the chin and went back to.
0: Why do you have to be tall to row? Um,
1: stroke length. So okay. you'd know that on those row machines, they've got yeah. a really really long slide. The longer you've got in the water, with the, or actually in the water, and you're and you're doing a nice big leg drive. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, if you've got really really long legs and really really long arms, you can get more power and more speed. Um, I mean, you can you can see it on a, when you look at people on row machine in a gym, in a CrossFit box, anywhere like that. Um, and you'll see the really really short people and no matter how hard they're going you'll see the taller people can keep that same pace and go a lot easier just purely because they can just they don't have to do as many strokes okay so yeah um, unfortunately i, was, I just didn't fit into the boat so that's so what it was so
0: after all that work when they were just like yeah you you're just too uh, short was that
1: frustrating <laughs> um it, it wasn't the best time of my life to be honest <laughs> um, it yeah, yeah at the same time I, mean, I knew i was i was the shortest in the in the squad by like a good two, three inches across the board, um, but at the same time, I was one of the strongest, mm-hmm. so it, it didn't. It, I just didn't match in, and, and I knew that. And my only real shot was to find someone that was going to be about the same height with the same strength levels. Um, and for me, it just it didn't eventuate. And to be totally honest, I'm quite looking back. I'm quite happy on that. Um, I, I wouldn't have made it past the junior level even otherwise. Like I was, I was good for my age, and I, I in in most sports, I was always pretty good for my age. Um, and then when I stepped into sort of senior level stuff, I just, I wasn't there. Okay. Um, I, I always sort of had that, a bit of that height advantage or, you know, cause naturally I was a little bit bigger. I was a bit stronger than a lot of kids. Um, but then sort of as soon as you, when you're 18, 19, all of a sudden you're dealing with guys that have sort of had five years of extra weight training or conditioning and everything like that. You, you've, you've got to be an absolute genetic freak. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm genetically gifted in the way that I'm amazingly good-looking, but um, but yeah, you know, handsome. Uh, your
0: muscles are big. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, you know, it, the guys that were sort of that age that could mix it with literally mix it with the big boys were mm-hmm. they were absolute genetic freaks. Yeah, like we used to look at them at school and just go, what. What happened to you? Like, you we know, <laughs> did, did they sort of just stick you out the back and just keep on feeding you until you you grew that big? So, yeah. um, so yeah, I mean, it def- definitely was was frustrating for me, um, but at the same time, yeah, not really much you can do when you're told yeah. you're too short. <laughs> Start carving into your legs and stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna <make laughs> yeah, a it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll
0: it's be- fine. I'll hang upside down every yeah, day.
1: Yeah, so I mean, that, you know, I sort of went, oh, that that sucks, and when. Got on with my job, so
0: yeah. So and then you became a CrossFit coach. Um,
1: so I mean, that was when I was 18, eighteen, nineteen. And then I, I for, there was about ten years there where I didn't do much.
0: Did, when you say okay, people have a different perception of didn't do much. So what's because you were basically at one point you were at a per,
1: at one elite point, level. Yeah, at one point, and I then was did training. You stop
0: everything. Pretty much. Like you weren't running, you weren't no. weight training, you weren't nothing. Nothing. Just took a little hiatus.
1: None. None. Um I'd got an apprenticeship as an electrician. Right. Um I'd gotten that straight out of school and luckily I'd been able to sort of work in with my training on that, on how it worked. Um so being an electrician, uh or being a, an apprentice electrician especially, it's quite physically it's quite a hard job. Um mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's Australia in summer you you're peaking out at forty five, forty six degrees. Um and if you're spending your entire day digging trenches in that, you're not going to want to go to the gym at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go home, have a beer and just sit down and go, right, I've done enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty much was my life for four years was digging trenches and crawling through roof spaces and, and just lifting heavy things at work. So quite luckily in that fact that my, my job was quite active, um, it sort of kept me in a little bit of shape. At the same time, I went back to, I went back to, well, I never really stopped playing AFL. I just went to playing AFL at sort of like a club level, mm-hmm. um, amateur sort of club level. Um, and then, yeah, it was, I think it was, it was about 10 years. I mean, I was 18, 19 when I stopped rowing. And then I was I was, I was about sort of 27 when I sort of went back to some form of training. Um, and basically, I just sort of, I went, I still actually remember it, uh, myself and the missus were on a holiday in Bali. And Freaked me out the whole time, but we had mirrors on all our walls. In our in our little villa thing, it was which
0: sounds sexy. It was
1: not sexy. It is the most unsexy thing in the world when you're sort of getting up first thing in the morning, hung over, rolling over, and going, "Oh my god, what is that?" <laughs> um, I, I just I remember laying there at one point, and at, I think at the time I was about 105 kilos. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm, I'm I weigh 92 now. I'm not. I, I was ne- I never sort of ballooned out to this massively obese guy that you see, but I, I, you could just tell that I was out of shape and, um, I just didn't have my shirt on. I rolled over and went, looked at myself in the mirror and went, all right, you got to pull your fucking head in now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I got myself just back into the gym and tried to get a bit of a rhythm to it. Um, it was about that time I actually heard of CrossFit, had a bit of a look at it on YouTube, Googled it, had a bit of a look and just, I was, to be totally honest, I was very, um, yeah, it was, it was a scary looking thing. I just sort of looked at it and went, wow, that's, I need to have a base level of fitness before I even, for me, I was just I, I don't want to go into that with no base level of fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it took me 18 months to get there.
0: To get to where you to felt where comfortable. To where
1: I felt comfortable. I, I was extremely intimidated by CrossFit when I first saw it. Um, you know, th- there was guys just throwing weights around that I hadn't even tried to pick up and they were doing a lot of it quite quickly. Mm-hmm in a short period of time. And I, I I sort of changed it back to, okay, well, that, they're throwing 60 kilos over their head 30 times in, in a minute. Um, well, most, you know, th- those high level athletes. I was like, I've you know, 60 kilos is a switchboard. I struggle to lift that thing. Mm-hmm. So how am I going to get to that? So, and and then coming from that, let's like say elite sort of level of training, I was like, well, I, I don't want to sort of walk in there at the nothing. I want to walk in there with some sort of base, um, so yeah, it was 18 months from when I sort of first laid my eyes on CrossFit to where I first felt comfortable. To all right, I'll go and give this a crack.
0: So did you even take one class and then wait 18 months, or did you no. just know what it was and you I, be like, I I'm hadn't... going to train. To... <laughs> I'm going to train for training.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I had a look at it and went, right, wow, this is you know. You know yourself, there's the running and the burpees and the jumping and the pull-ups and the, the and jerks and the Olympic Fucking lifts and burpees. everyone loves burpees. Burpees are amazing. No,
0: no one loves burpees. You've
1: got a lot of burpees to do today. Shut up. Oh, there's, like, there's like a hundred of them. I'm sick. I can't get No, you can. Oh, no, it's going to be awful. You'll be fine. There's, there's only a couple of burpees. Um, <laughs> and you know, when, when I looked at that, I was like, well, I've done all this sort of thing before, but and I, lo- I love high intensity training always had because it, I, I hate sitting there just doing bicep curls and traps and it's just boring um all right yeah but i looked at it and went well yeah." i I literally just went i I don't want to go into that and just die in 10 seconds so um at the time i was working in mining um yeah funny enough um so i was an electrician on a mine site and we were working in the middle of the outback in australia in the middle of the desert absolutely nowhere we had to fly up to work and spend two three weeks on site or four weeks at a time then fly home for a week off and like that was sort of my life um but you got a free gym on site Oh, cool. So they feed you, they give you a bed and everything and they give you a gym. So I was like, right, well, and a part of that was they they were trying to keep you quite healthy because healthy people work more apparently. Um, (laughs) So I sort of went and had a chat to the personal trainers in the gym that it's all free. It's all provided and said, you know, this is where I'm at. This is where I used to be. Can we sort something out? And and I I just sort of slowly got back into it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it, it literally started with me jogging very lightly on a treadmill for 10 minutes and jumping on a, on a bike for another 10 minutes just to get into the actual rhythm of going to the gym. Mm. So it wasn't even a case of I'm, I'm really breaking myself. It was just I'm going to the gym every day. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the gym. And then that sort of just becomes that um, – it, it becomes a habit. It's like, right, I've, I'm going to the gym. And from there I started breaking it up into I'm going to now – okay, I've, got off, I've gotten off the bike and the running machine. I'm now going to jump onto the rowing machine again, which – when you've done the amount of rowing machine sessions that I've done, you just—I dis- absolutely despise that. That, oh, I cannot, do not explain how much I despise the, the concept. Too, it's horrendous. Um, <laughs> I, if I ever, if I'm ever a multi-multi millionaire, I'm going to buy one and get a sledgehammer and record myself just annihilating <laughs> the thing, just out of pure happiness. I'll be like, nah! <laughs> "Who <"Well>, here's Johnny?" <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so I mean. And and I I built myself back up, and then yeah, about eighteen months later, I sort of I found a CrossFit box that was close to where I was living in Perth, and sent them a message and said, you know, I'd like to give it a crack, and went in, did my first workout. Went well, that was freaking horrible. I'm gonna do more of that. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I think
0: that's you touched on a thing of just getting used to going to the gym because I feel like when I teaching, when I've seen people burn out of yoga, it's because they're trying to get they're trying to do it perfectly, like right away. And yeah. It's just like, how about just try to touch your toes? Yeah. Just try, just do that for a little while, and and then yeah. we'll do the yeah. standing splits. Exactly. You,
1: you start on those things. I mean, I, I had someone yesterday in a, in a class, and he was he was struggling with chin ups. Like he was just like, I just can't get them. I was like, How many did you get? Oh, I got three. How many did you get last time? Two. Yeah. You know, you've done better straight away. You're. It's like, well you're not going to get them all in one hit. Yeah, you you do. You have to work up to it. And like I said, coming from my background of a lot of sport, I knew that, right, well, I don't just go straight into it. I'm going to have to build back into this. Mm. Um, The problem I then had was I've come from a place where I was very ultra competitive and I was constantly competing with other people within my squad and my friends and everything else. Mm -hmm. And I've just gone right. So
0: wait, just real quick. How long have you been doing CrossFit?
1: So CrossFit, now I've been doing CrossFit for about two years. Okay. Just... Just over two years. And
0: you've been teaching for a year?
1: Just over a year now. Okay, cool. Yeah. All
0: right, go on yeah. with your story.
1: Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, coming from that where I, I sort of, I started out CrossFit going, I just want a bit of fitness, I just want a bit of fitness. And then 12 months later, I went, hang on a second. <laughs> I'm actually not too bad at this. I'm going to start doing competitions. And that, it just sort of evolved from there.
0: I really appreciate the fact that Ben took 18 months to train for CrossFit before he ever took a CrossFit class. I didn't do that. I walked in and I took one class and I couldn't even do a push-up and I'm still going and now I can sort of do push-ups. But uh, in this next section, we talk a little bit more about competing in CrossFit and injuries in CrossFit and some of the negative vibes that are surrounded by the classes slash sport. And in my experience, most of, the, most of those negative vibes are by people who've never done it before so let's get into that so what's it what exactly do you do during a crossfit
1: um competition so a crossfit competition basically they'll have um they'll have depending on whether it's two or three days or however long it is they'll have a certain number of workouts that you have to do um now depending on whether it's it'll be a timed workout and you've got to get as much work done as possible in that time Mm -hmm. or it'll be a a four-time workout where you have to do this much work as quickly as possible. Um, and that's where sort of CrossFit starts to cough a bit of a flack is that a lot of the time it'll be a movement like a clean and jerk at a light weight and you've got to do a fair bit of, a fair few of them. And if you're doing those fast with the wrong technique, you're going to injure yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to rowing, if you're doing a lot of rowing with the wrong technique, you're going to injure yourself. I've dislocated my jaw rowing. That yep.
0: sounds not yeah ex- exactly like, i mean
1: exactly yeah
0: you, know. uh, you were rowing with your
1: teeth exactly like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's you know but i did something wrong and the consequence of that was that the handle of the oar came back hit me in the face and and cracked my jaw okay so um so i mean yeah if you if you do any sport at all
0: yeah well when i started because what i took my first class in june i'd say like i actually started doing crossfit in september because then i kept yeah. having to travel yeah but um a lot of my friends kept telling me that there's no focus on technique and that I would injure myself. People who don't do CrossFit yeah. were just like, oh, no, this is a horrible thing you're going, you're about to embark on. Which I completely disagree with, and that's why I'm still doing it. <laughs> well, but.
1: there is that. <laughs> um, I think the thing is, is, with any sport, you are going to get people that just go, just go and do it. Yeah. Um, with anything in life, you're going to get people that try and cut corners. Just go, I'll oh, just go and do it, and then and that's where it breaks down. Um, luckily, we where where we are um, at Blackfriars. There, we've got a brilliant group of coaches, um, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, and and we meet. You know, this what we've got seven coaches there. I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight coaches there. Sorry, um, we meet on a regular basis. We've, we're constantly talking to each other. Like my Facebook and my WhatsApp are pretty much just always chats from the coaches over. This person's joined, this person's doing this you know and and talking to each other about how we're coaching the techniques and what we're coaching and making sure we're all doing the same sort of thing mm-hmm. um, so I mean where it's one of those big things is that we don't want to hurt people um, I think ninety nine percent of the world is human nature is I don't really want to hurt someone else yeah knowingly you know, there's still that one percent of weird people mm-hmm. out there um, but at the same time you're always going to get those people who go just, kind of just go and do it or you know someone might walk into a class and the coach has had a bad day and he doesn't care or, you know, the coach has just lost their, lost any want to coach, really, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, and, and they're not going to care that day. Um, you know, we all have off days. But I think the, the biggest thing has been more the fact that a lot of people are doing a lot of reps quickly in a movement that has historically been you do one at a heavy rep and that's it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's a sport at the end of the day for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Name me a sport in the world anywhere where people don't get injured. Yeah, you know, running's got an eighty percent injury rate. Yeah, I love running. I'm, I'm going to be the first one to die in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> 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 Screw that. Oh, they can just come and eat me. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, I played AFL for years. I had seven concussions in two years playing AFL. Yeah, I've 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 ripped up both my ankles, um, my wrists, my shoulders, everything else because it's a contact sport. You get hit. It's part and parcel. Um, I said rowing. I've dislocated my jaw. I've broken knuckles. I had knee issues. um, Got frostbite once. That wasn't nice. (laughs) Mm. Um, Yeah, it's part and parcels. Have you
0: injured yourself uh, doing CrossFit? Like other than like a strain or a bit of sore? You know,
1: not uh, not badly. No, I've
0: like you've never dislocated your jaw doing.
1: Oh god, no! (laughs) I'd be concerned if dislocated my jaw. Bloody hell. I've almost been punched in the face by a student. I mean that would have probably done it. What it
0: happened?
1: Was, it was uh oh, oh, she just she was tired and I told her to do burpees actually. <laughs>
0: Did she really?
1: <laughs> yeah, and she went to punch me in the jaw. Um and considering that she's uh she's quite an angry young lady that used to be in the, I think she used to be in the armed forces at one point. She's uh she's pretty full on and love it a bit, but yeah, she gets angry pretty quickly. It's funny.
0: Wait, did wait, was she punching you to be silly? Was she like pretending to punch you or was she really going to punch you? No, I'm pretty sure she was going to punch me. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 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 pretty, like it, it wasn't that I, I hate you. I want you to die. It was more of a "Why are you making me do more work?" I'm just going to murder you because you're the closest person to me. Yeah. Um. I, I dare say you've probably had that feeling from time to time when I tell you there's burpees or burpees. These, yeah, burpees. burpees. So now we're going to do burpees.
0: Well, it, no, we're not. Somehow I got caught on a cycle where, like, whenever I took Mateo's class specifically, there was always a load of burpees. Yeah. Just like whenever it was his class, to a point where I was like, I don't think I like Mateo anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Think I'm gonna stop taking when he teaches. Oh, he's
1: he's okay. He's just young and has that stupid mustache from time to time.
0: <laughs> he's really young.
1: Yeah, he's 21, one. twenty one. 20, 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Someone told me he turned twenty one. Anyway, yeah. that's, <laughs> enough of that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, cool. So okay, here's I have so many questions about yeah, CrossFit. Cross right. um, when you got you guys teach a prescription, like you don't make up your class. Some no. If, Fer,
1: so Fergus, our head coach. Um, he goes through and actually programs for the week ahead. I'm, I know he, he's he got a wicked spreadsheet. He loves his little Excel. Um, and he'll actually program, I think, sort of a month or six-week blocks at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's all pre-programmed. So it's, it's the same as having a personal trainer where if they're a good personal trainer, they'll have everything planned out. Um, and each day will have a different focus. Excuse me. It'll be... So I know we go through a max effort upper, so sort of going for that upper body. So that'll be like heavy lifts, a dynamic mm-hmm. upper, which will be more gymnastics sort of movements, pull ups, muscle ups, hands down press ups, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then max effort, dynamic effort lower. Um, then we'll have a weightlifting based class, um, and going through there. So every, and then we've got the endurance classes, which are let's just go and do a lot of work for a long time and, and just work hard really. Yeah. Um and, and it's it's all pre programmed out. Um Fergus is the one that actually does all the programming mm-hmm. but at the same time he asks for a lot of input from us like we're, he's con- we're, he is constantly playing around with the programming to see what works best for the the group as a whole Yeah, because um, I mean, at the end of the time at the end of the day we've got people there that are well I mean one of our coaches is a, is a regionals level athlete he's a high level athlete and then down to the people that are just coming in for a bit of fitness mm-hmm. we've got to try and make sure that everyone can be included in that um, and that everyone's able to do it to the best of their ability now at the same time as coaches, we've then got to scale it, for make sure that we're scaling it correctly for that person. Yeah. As they're coming in, so we've got to go. Okay, well, today's workout is prescribed at 60 kilos. Well, I've seen you lift, and I know that your one rep max is 60 kilos. I'm not going to make you do 30 of those. Yeah. We're, going to, we're going to bring it down, and we're going to make sure that we're getting good weight through that correct technique for, you know, for the workout. And you're still going to get sweaty. You're still going to get tired, and you're still going to, you know, you're still going to get your bit of fitness on, really.
0: Yeah cuz you mentioned that you waited 18 months before you felt ready to go into CrossFit. I feel like when I walk into the CrossFit box there's people of varying levels of Ooh. fitness cuz I've never done any weight li- I've joined gyms but that never works. <laughs> um but I've I'd never did really any weightlifting ever and that's why I really liked CrossFit cuz someone was there to tell me how to do a deadlift. Yeah. Cuz I was like I don't know what, I don't yeah, understand.
1: I mean that's I think that's where a lot of people go wrong and I've, I've had personal trainers come in that, are, that have been personal trainers for years and they sort of come in and go, oh, yeah, I know how to do a deadlift. Deadlift's a really good example, actually, because most people just go, you just pick it up. And we sort of sit there and go, please don't do that again. Yeah. Um, you know, but at the same time, you see it at a gym when there's people just trying to bicep curls are a brilliant one where they're throwing themselves around with the massive big weights. Yeah. And because um, my missus is a personal trainer and she, I know she's burnt someone before just going well, here's here's a weight that's less than half of what you just did now do it this way and the guy just collapsed because it was just so much harder but he was doing it correctly and actually isolating those muscles um but yeah i mean that's the thing it's, like you said we do have a varying, popu- well, a varying population i suppose in the gym we've got people from i think our oldest members sort of in their mid 50s for mm-hmm. us i mean we're in the central london so it's going to so it's going to be a different, different demographic. Um, and our youngest member is sort of in their early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know we have to be able to sort of move with all that. And then, then you've got people like, um, like say Kev, who's forty years old and is one of the best athletes in the box because he's just a little freaky machine. Yeah. Um, and then you've got people that are in their twenties that have never done any a day of exercise like me. in their life. <laughs> that you know that we've got to sort of literally walk through everything. So you've got to, and then you know we've got I think we're sixty percent women, forty percent men. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, CrossFit across the board is generally, spe- generally speaking is about sixty forty to women. Oh,
0: really? And
1: I think it's it's just over half. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's worldwide actually. Ah, interesting. Apparently women love to lift weights these days. Yeah.
0: It's good. It's it good is a new book. It's, it's great. Well, yeah. I feel like uh, there's like fitness uh, fads every decade. So the 80s had jazzercise. Oh, yeah. And then the 90s, or I guess the 90s had step aerobics. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Uh, the early 2000s had Bikram yoga yeah. in Zumba. Oh. I I
1: I never understood that.
0: Zumba? Yeah. I took one class on accident and it was amazing because it was like this beautiful African woman and we were doing like African dances and I was like, this is totally fun. And then I took another one and it was basically a jazzercise class. Like I was just...
1: I I took one. You
0: took... Oh, I want to see that.
1: (laughs) It wasn't by accident. It was purely because all the girls that were going in there were like in their yoga pants and me and my mate were in the gym and we went... That looks like fun. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> how how do you
0: find it? Um
1: See, I, I'm I'm gonna be honest, I love things where you're constantly moving and you're and you're doing so like I said, I love high intensity stuff and I found Zumba was just another way of doing that. Yeah. Um, you know I, I'm a big believer in horses for courses, you know. For me I found CrossFit, I love it. Um some people find Zumba, they love it, you know, Bikram Yoga, whatever, whatever it is, it's so long as you're doing something. Um Zumba for me. I would. I'm not very gifted at dancing.
0: Oh God! Oh, I really was, want to see that. No. <laughs> You're blushing just thinking about. Yeah, yourself doing it was. Zumba. It
1: was so so bad, and we didn't get a single win out of that bloody class. Oh, no, we, we tried. We, we sort you of realized
0: we so. that you walked into a Zumba class with another man in yeah. a gym and I assume he's fit, you're fit. They just assumed you were two gay guys. To Pretty much.
1: I'm I'm going to guess that because, you know, we were sort of high fiving and, and slapping each other on the ass on the way out as well. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> looking back. I'm like, wow, that wasn't clever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice try though. We
1: yeah. gave it a crack. You know, it's worth trying these things out once.
0: Uh, oh, oh, there's just so many flaws in your plan. Also, like, Zumba's not an exercise where you can chat someone up. Okay, the we exercise. didn't
1: know this. We sort of just saw the girls in the yoga pants going and went, okay, that looks good. We didn't think this through. We were in our early 20s and went, okay, whatever.
0: You're such a pervert. Yeah, right. straight. <laughs> I, I feel like that... That story right there just really <laughs> sums up your piece of advice like is important, but big muscles are important or Like, yeah. I should just cut those, <laughs> that, just those three minutes and be like, that's the whole podcast. That's, that's fine. That's, Done. That's Ben right there in a <laughs> nutshell. I had no idea that CrossFit was 60-40 uh, in favor of women. That kind of surprised me. Because I still associate lifting more as a guy thing. But there you have it. In this next section, we talked a little bit more about the CrossFit foundation pyramid. And uh, the base of it is nutrition. Which, speaking of nutrition, this month of January, I did a little experiment where I did a three day juice cleanse, 14 days of the paleo diet, and 14 days of a vegan diet to see how my body reacted. And it was an interesting little experiment. Actually, the last blog post will go out tomorrow with the final stats. And, uh, yeah, I blogged about it every day. If you want to read it, it's all there on the internet. You can go to my website, abagaliah.com slash blog, and every single one of them is there. And I've also included a link in the show notes if that helps you. So abigaliah.com slash blog, and it's in the show notes as well. Okay, let's get back to Ben. So what is the process of getting uh, certified as a coach, um,
1: CrossFit coach? So CrossFit, uh, basically you've got to go and do what, what's called your level one CrossFit certification. Um, it's, it's two days. And it it takes you through all those foundational movements that that we give to, that we then pass on to the students. So it takes you through things um, like the squat, the press, um, the squats or or is generally speaking is quite, is the largest, excuse me, is the biggest thing we have to work on a lot. Just purely because so many adults especially have lost the ability to to sit down properly. Mm. Essentially is all a squat is. Okay. Like
0: in what sense?
1: um, If you see a baby when they do a squat or when they pick something up off the ground, and they literally just go back flat, ass to grass, pick it up, stand themselves back up yeah. um, because they haven't sort of lost it. Whereas a, a, an adult, generally speaking, will bend over and pick something up. Um, they're curving their back. They're, they're not sort of getting those into those correct positions. Um, and I mean, especially in London where a lot of people have um, desk-based jobs, yeah. they're sort of sitting down all day, hunched over their desks at the keyboard, their shoulders are, are hunching in. Um, so I mean, It's tightening up all those areas that really, if you want to, be in a good position it's just sort of counterintuitive um but then I said, for me coming from perth um most of our members were tradesmen and you know in in a trade background or in, in active jobs because that's sort of what the industry is in perth um and so a lot of the guys they're they're really strong and they were active all day and then they come in and do a bit more active so they're a lot stronger but um but yeah so Anyway, back to the certification. Um, so we go through the certification. We go through the basic movements. So it'll be squat, press, um, clean, clean and jerk, snatch. Um, oh, there's a fair few others that I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sit down. We talk about all that. We talk about the basics of CrossFit. So that the basis the base is actually nutrition and getting your eating right before you actually move on to everything else in there. Um, walking through uh, things like you know. You, you have to be strong, but at the same time you have to have cardio, that cardio build-up, uh, flexibility, endurance, um, all those, um coordination is also mm-hmm. in there. So things like the double-unders that we do, Um, I was teaching double unders last night and I likened it to patting yourself on the head and rubbing your tummy Mm. because you're trying to do two different things at once. Um, So you go through that. You go through, you know, you literally for two days, you go through all the basics of CrossFit. Um, Double
0: unders, by the way, for people who don't know what that is, it's jumping rope when the the rope rope goes goes on twice, which I can't do.
1: My missus has been doing CrossFit for two years and still can't do them. Yeah. Um, well,
0: Mateo threw it at us. It's always fucking Mateo. It's always Mateo. threw it at us once, and I was just like, "I'm just gonna jump some rope," yep. which I can barely do. But yep. go on.
1: Sorry. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, we 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 worked through all you know, I suppose, all the ideologies of, of CrossFit, um, and we I think on my course we had three guy, three yeah, three trainers that were there, and we had about twenty odd people mm-hmm. from memory. Um, and
0: you can do it here in London, like yeah, you don't I have did to it. Go away. No, I
1: did it in London. Um, Europe's brilliant for it because I think if I couldn't do it in London, I I, I had to go to Geneva. I was like, wow, that's an upsetting. I haven't been to Geneva for a while. It's just across <laughs> the just across the lake. Um, if I did it in Australia and I couldn't get one in Perth, then I'd have to fly to Sydney, which is a five-hour flight. And you've got to get there and get back, and it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, but no, they, they do them all over. Um, and then. So yeah, and, and you go through all the movements. At the end of it, there's a test, and it, and it is actually a certified test. With the little, they send it away and get the whole box, all the all the bits and pieces done, uh, and that gets you a level one trainer's certificate. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, what what I ran with at Blackfriars was the case that yes, you've done your certification, that doesn't mean jack. Mm-hmm. We're going to now take you on as an intern, mm-hmm. um, and you're going to sit in on classes and help us coach them and move through them and help people out, um, and. Basically, you literally get assessed by the other coaches and see. So we we had we've got three owners there: Rich, Ballash and Fergus. Mm-hmm. And I sort of jumped into their classes and, and coached with them. And, and they've got varying degrees of experience. Um, where Rich used to be a fifteen hundred meter runner for Great Britain. Um, Fergus was a high level CrossFit athlete And Balash Who is the sexiest And nicest man in the world <laughs> um, Is brilliant at gymnastics I think he he did equestrian Oh he's instructor. a gymnast? Oh, he's, not, he's not a gymnast He just loves gymnastic movements Okay But he was um, He was all right Into his horse riding And equestrian stuff
0: oh, Okay
1: Yeah funnily enough um, And yeah They've all got different styles Of coaching And different cues That they use So I then had to go through And sort of learn with those And also learn How they coach The classes in that, in that box I mean at the same time Every, every box is different um, and that dynamic, and I mean, it, it took me probably about six months of of interning and, and being happy, and then I was coaching, but they were always there to make sure that I was doing the right thing and to help me out. Um, probably, so it of took me about six months of doing that before I was really comfortable to say yes. I'm now coaching. So, okay, cool. So yeah, it, it wasn't just a case of go and do two days and, and jump. Right. In.
0: Well, when you said two days, in my head, I was like, this is not enough. Well, <laughs> if, if, well
1: if you look at it this way, um, to Get a CrossFit affiliate. You have to do the two-day course. Yeah. Then you have to affiliate and pay your licensing fees and everything else. To so you have to be a license. You have to be a certified CrossFit trainer. Right. To own a gym in general, nothing. Really. You can just go and buy a gym. It's a business. It's fine. It's, yeah. That's all it is. Um. And and then you can you know you can have people in there and technically you can be giving them advice. So while the two-day course, I mean, like. I said, I, I learned enough on the two-day course. I went, okay, these are the basis of, of CrossFit. It was the six months of coaching with other coaches and, and working through it. And obviously, like my previous experience um, in in fitness and, and the way I, I worked with fitness and how I used to warm up and cool down and stretch up and stretch down and everything else, um, you definitely helped that. But at the same time, if you told me that you'd come in and if – you, if you were to walk into a class and say, well, I've just done my, my level one, and that's it. Like, Okay, have you coached before? No. Have you done an internship? No. Have you coached? Have you done anything ever before? No. I wouldn't let you anywhere near my, my class. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'd say, okay, what I want you to do is sit over there. I, just don't, I don't want to talk. I just want you to watch how I'm working, how I'm working with the class. And we're going to build you up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just exa- exactly the same thing when I was an apprentice. Guarantee after the first two days of my apprenticeship, my tradesman did not let me in anywhere near an electrical wire. Mm. It took me two years before I was allowed to actually fit a PowerPoint off. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can do the same sort of thing if at at the same time, if you have a conscience about it and, and you're actually doing it properly.
0: So, as a yoga instructor, like I got certified and then I would teach at several studios around New York, but do you just teach at Blackfriars? I just
1: teach at Blackfriars. Is that
0: common? Yeah. Or do people? No. Um,
1: so Matt Rodwell, who's our other coach there, um, he coaches at a different box as well. Mm -hmm. um, Generally speaking, though, uh, and Stevie, who comes in and coaches from time to time, he does a bit of coaching for everyone. Generally speaking, um, you only coach at one, well, I mean, I only coach at one box. I don't know many people that really go between several, unless mm. they're owned by the same person. Yeah. Um, in which case, you know, they might do bits and pieces. Um, but, at, you know, I, I just coach at Blackfriars. Right. it. It does become a bit of a community, and people get to know you and and sort of know you as a coach. And people have always got their favorite coaches, and they, some people don't like me, and some people do like me, and that goes along now. If do I was you guys a,
0: ever get weird complaints? Does like the email? Uh, just just as someone um, who's worked in fitness, Um
1: <laughs> surprisingly not. Like I think we're we're quite open with it. Um We're quite open with it in the fact that we sort of just go look. It, it goes out into that Facebook group quite mm. often as please if there's anything let us know straight away because if you hold it in and hold it in we can't fix it um we ha- i mean we, from time to time we've st- we have had some people just go look you know someone someone su- such and such isn't happy that you said this or then you know and, and nine times out of 10 it's just been taken in the wrong context mm-hmm. um or it just might be a bit of a personality clash at the same time you have still got to knock it on the head straight away and go okay well I won't say you know I won't say that again. I mean I've I've had it a couple of times where members have just gone look didn't really like you today. You're like, Sorry, mate. I've had a bad day. I've work has been horrible. I'm just not feeling it. all, but I've got to try and kick out of that. I mean, and that's something you've got to be aware of is that you're there to motivate people. Mm-hmm. If you're not being motivational, like we spoke about earlier, where you've got to keep on standing up and moving around. If you're not doing that, so sort of everyone else just sort of loses their energy in the room. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's 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 a bit of a tough one. And then if you are to go to an entirely different gym. Like you don't know the members you don't know their you don't know the other coaching staff you don't know how they you don't know what their warm ups are like what their cool downs are like you don't know how they struck. how they structure their actual sessions um so I mean, it, it's very it, it's very libertarian in the fact that everyone sort of does their own thing but there is just this general idea of you know constantly varied high intensity sort of stuff yeah so there's never sort of one set thing like I remember I did did some Bikram for a while and it was it was just the same movements. Mm-hmm. For I went for a couple of weeks and I loved it, absolutely loved it. And it was, but it was just that same thing. Now I know that I had I think I had three different teachers when I was doing it, instructors, and they they just literally went through everything. We don't have that luxury mm-hmm. um, because it's never the same thing two days in a row. Yeah. So you've got to constantly sort of be moving. So that's why it makes it a little bit difficult just to drop into a, a different gym and go and okay, come in a coach. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and, and especially with the community aspect of CrossFit as well, is you really want to know your members. Mm-hmm. You want to know, okay, well, if we're if we're doing a partner, what and this person absolutely hates this person. I'm not going to put them together. Um, but you know, at the same time, if, if you know, who's the strong? Who are the stronger people? Who are the, the weaker people? What do I have to look for in certain people? And I mean, and if a class only goes for 45 minutes to an hour, it, it's quite difficult to assess so 10 to 20 students, depending on how many people you've got in a class. Yeah, in that hour. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not a bad coach, but at the same time, I miss things. Miss things every time. Yeah. Um. So, you know, there'll be someone sitting there, and I'll be, I'll be, I'll be concentrating on one person. One of the other guys will be in the room, and he'll just go over and start talking to someone else. And I don't take it the wrong way because, as far as I'm concerned, they're helping me. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If like I said if if you are at a different box, you walk in and you're like, right, this is this is interesting. It's a bit different. But at the same time, if you know the coaches, um, like, was it Ferguson's Fergus owns another box up in Birmingham. Um, I'd love to be able at some point to actually go up there mm-hmm. and just sit in on one of the classes. And, oh,
0: and wait, oh, I'm going to Birmingham next weekend? Yeah,
1: Birmingham. Birmingham? Excuse
0: Birmingham, me?
1: Yeah, we, we've got to say it properly. I get in trouble for it as well. I'm
0: going to take it as other gym. Okay, yeah. go on. Uh, <laughs> That's but, just me talking to myself.
1: Yeah, but, um, but, yeah, I'd love to go up there and, and see how his how the coaches up there coach the class and just... For no other reason, it, it gives me more ideas on stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it might give me a, a new movement for a warm-up that I haven't thought of or, or a new cue to, to get someone into a position that I didn't know about before. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just really all about constantly learning, really, isn't it? Yeah. So.
0: I have a question. You yes. said when you went to... Which is basically what a podcast is, me asking you a question. Um. When you went into training, they talked about the basis being nutrition. Yeah. I don't feel like that's something you guys really talk about
1: um not in a class no now crossfit as an ideology um well as an ideology is, it sounds very cultish doesn't it well that's it
0: <laughs> everyone says it's a cult it's a culture
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so crossfit foundation when you actually learn about crossfit the whole thing is built on a pyramid now i'm I am the worst CrossFit coach in the world when it comes to this sort of stuff. I, I don't. You don't know, know
0: what the pyramid is, do you? I know
1: that nutrition's on the bottom of the pyramid. Okay. And from there, you you work your way up. Now, if you have a chat to any of the coaches at any one time, we will help you out with nutrition works because if you're not eating correctly, you can't train correctly. You can't do anything else. So I know it's, there's nutrition. There's no, I, I know there's nutrition. Google, yeah, Google yeah, the CrossFit pyramid. Look it up Google right CrossFit now. Foundation pyramid. I think it is. Um, so it's not something that's talked about in classes, but at the same time, as a as CrossFit overall, like the actual corporate side of it, nutrition's a big thing. I know that CrossFit at the moment um, in in California mm-hmm. has a very 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 public um, disagreement going on with Coke and Pepsi over the sugar content. Um, you, you see in the media a lot about CrossFitters and the Paleo diet, um, which. Do you do the paleo oh, diet? God no.
0: Yeah, I'm not.
1: I walked in here eating Subway cookies. Yeah, that's a good point. Please cut that yeah. out so that my missus doesn't hear this. No, the I'm telling you. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I had a bag of Terry's chocolate oranges last night. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm the I'm shocking with my diet. I'll be honest.
0: So just looking it up, the um, the pyramid goes nutrition, metabolic conditioning,
1: conditioning yep,
0: gymnastics, yep. weightlifting, mm-hmm. sport.
1: Okay, so foundation is nutrition. So that's what you build everything on. If you're eating crap, you're not going to be able to train. Yeah, like no. if you're eating Subway cookies. Subway cookies are amazing. Yeah, okay. That, you, you can't say, it's not fair. <laughs> you do yoga. There's weird hippies with vegetarianism and stuff. I'm not a vegetarian. God. I used to be. No, oh, no, no. screw that. You can't eat bacon. Um, so then what, what is it Metcons are next? Uh, metabolic yeah, conditioning. Yeah, metabolic. So condition. metabolic conditioning is those high-intensity workouts that we do at the end of the work, At sort of right at the end where it's that the AMRAP or the EMON, not the EMON, but the AMRAP or the for time part mm-hmm. um, and everything else there. Gymnastics is the next part, isn't it? Yeah. So that's your handstand walks. That's that's your basic body weight movements, squats, mm-hmm. pull-ups, sit-ups. Um, they throw like hand, handstand walks, things like that into there. Mm. Um, I've
0: decided I really like handstands and if we can do more of those, that'd be great. I hate handstands. Ow. I had so much fun the other day. Like, just, I'm not really great up. at it, but it just feels really <laughs> good. Like I'm upside down. It's amazing. Well, I used to do a lot more of that stuff. And then, like, I'd stop, like, being really serious with yoga. I competed mm. once in cool. a yoga championship. But, uh, and How then you I.
1: compete competed yoga. We talked about this. Yeah, thing. we talked about this. Yeah, and then you're like, I've, who can get their head their leg further over their head? Yeah. Things, yeah.
0: So, well, you probably can't see it. That's me five years ago. I don't know if you can see that picture.
1: The bendy over one.
0: Yeah. Jeebus. That's me. Okay. So my goal was to get there by the time I uh turn thirty, which is November eleventh. But I don't think it's gonna happen because I hurt myself at one point and I couldn't do back then, so now mm, yeah. now I don't anyway, it doesn't <laughs> matter. I'll get back there eventually. <laughs> um but what what why did I bring that up? Now I can't remember Nutrition gymna- Oh yeah, I just like sense. Yeah, I just like going upside down. That's the whole point. Uh, yeah but uh anyways uh,
1: but yeah so you've got those gymnastics moves all your all your basic moves then you've got the weightlifting. um so that's your clean and jerky snatch thrusters deadlifts. but anything that we're doing with the bar mm-hmm. that's so that's building so the metcons are building your actual um like they're the high intensity workouts they're building your cardio endurance and your and a bit of strength the gymnastics are building your basic movements in life I you're doing a squat you're sitting down you're standing up um you're doing a you're doing a deadlift. You're picking some something up off the ground, whether it's a pen or a bar. Um, then those weightlifting movements, they'll be your your weightlifting, so or so your weight. So that'll be your. I'm going to get stronger now. Mm-hmm. Once I've mastered my basic movements, I'm now going to make those basic movements stronger. Um, and from there, you then move on to a sport. Um, so the sports like radio. I'm if I'm training, say for rowing, then I'm going to go right. Well. I need to eat right i need to i think i was i was capping it out at about five to seven thousand calories a day when mm-hmm. i was when i was properly rowing um so i had to make sure that i was eating right lots of pizza oh, so good
0: <laughs> i like that eating right and then just lots of pizza
1: no if you if you make a pizza properly it's actually quite healthy it's just mm-hmm. well as a breakdown but anyway um and then so so then you moved on to making sure that you had the the that base fitness for rowing mm-hmm. so it was a lot of time spent on the erg a lot of riding a lot of cycling a lot of running a lot of swimming like just building a really really strong um, conditioning base mm-hmm. and then we had to have the correct the correct movements in the boat so we had to make sure that we could cur- get ourselves out and across the oar properly and our body was positioned correctly and, and go from there and then we had to do the strength section where I had to make my legs stronger because I was constantly driving my legs my back had to be nice and strong because I was getting that nice draw in with the oar at the, um, at the finish of the stroke and from there then that was where the sport came into it at the peak of the pyramid. So mm-hmm. I knew I was in there somewhere. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you got there. You yeah, got I got there, there eventually. The um, do you have any training in nutrition? Not. Uh,
1: not formally. Not formally. Not mm. formal training. No, I just know what's good and what's bad. Yeah. Basically, and cool. I'm, I'm not good at keeping to what's good and what's bad.
0: I hope those of you who are listening to this who have been curious about trying CrossFit, go and try it. I really enjoy it. And if you live in London, why not try going to CrossFit Blackfriars, where Ben teaches? You can look at all the information, class schedule, all about them at their website, www.crossfitblackfriars.com. I will link to that in the show notes as well as their Instagram and Twitter. On a promotional level, on my part, uh, I have a lot of shows coming up, and I would really love for you guys to come to them. On February 4th, I'm hosting Bohoho Comedy at the Bohemia in North Finchley. That is a gig that happens once once a month, the first Thursday of every month, and I host it every time. I would really love to see you guys there. On February 18th, 19th, and 20th, I'll be at The Stand in Glasgow. February 25th to the 29th, I'll be performing all around New York. I'll be there for just four days, so please, if you live in New York, uh, check out my website, abagaliah.com, and it will have all the show details there. Also, this is the really important one. I'll be performing at the Glasgow International Comedy Festival February 12th. Maybe I'll take CrossFit there when I'm in Glasgow. That sounds fun. But if you happen to live in Glasgow... Please come to either the February gigs or the March show. I'll be doing an hour at 7.30 at the Blackfriars basement. This is different than CrossFit Blackfriars. This is Comedy Blackfriars, which is in a basement where comedy is supposed to happen, and it's in Glasgow. So that is March 19th? No, sorry. That's March 12th at 7.30. I need to learn my schedule. Okay, enough about me. Let's get back to bed. So, uh, okay, so you wanted, you started CrossFit. Uh, you took eighteen months to get ready to t- train to, to train, it,
1: yeah.
0: And then, do, are you at the fitness level that you wanted to be at, or at the fitness level you once were?
1: Um, I'm not. I'm nowhere near the fitness level I was when I was eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. Um, but it was a different type of fitness. My my strength is miles ahead of where I was at that age, uh-huh. but at the same time, 10 kilos heavier than I was at that age. Um, but I used to go for a five to 10 K run to warm up. Okay. Well, now I can't do that anymore. It's just not going to happen.
0: You can't or you won't?
1: I'm going to go with won't. Okay. <laughs> um, Cause five
0: K is not that
1: Four knee surgeries long. later, five K is a long way. Oh,
0: okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking you didn't like running. I, I do not realize I hate it running. was I always a have. surgery um, thing.
1: I just, I've never liked running. Um,
0: I don't like it either, but I just signed up for another half marathon because I really like telling people that I run races. See,
1: so that's that's what, you do things like the Tough Mudder and the Spartan instead because they're a little bit more fun. You don't have to just run and boring batshit.
0: I did do a Tough Mudder. I
1: can see that. you got the tough, You got your Tough Mudder shirt on. Yeah.
0: yeah no big yeah. deal. No big deal. Did I mention I did a Tough Mudder? I've I got one of those. Oh, I'm doing another one in April. Come do it with me. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, when in April? I'll, I don't know. I'll send you the thing. Okay. Um.
1: I'm getting married in April.
0: Oh, that's a bit selfish.
1: I mean, I know, oh, it's, but, I <laughs> um, but, well,
0: uh, I did. That's why Kate Jones, yep. who takes to the CrossFit box. Uh, I was trying to figure out how to get ready to do a Tough mutter. Because I can't lift my own body weight. And she was like, you should try CrossFit. And I did. And I was like, oh, this is like the only thing that would prepare me to do monkey bars. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm so just, just
1: going to hang off the bar for 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah
0: we're good. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, I did, I did a Tough matter just after I just started CrossFit, actually. I did it with my first CrossFit box. Oh, yeah? We did it as a group. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was actually, I flew to Bali the next day um, to go on holidays. And I just remember not being able to walk onto the plane. It was so bad.
0: See, my uh, because I had just come off of doing Edinburgh Fringe, my running uh, endurance was awful. Mm. So I couldn't run very fast at all. So uh, the day after I was fine because I couldn't physically push myself to a certain level.
1: I think it was for me, I just remember doing the Tough mutter and all the the electric eel ones. That's
0: way worse than I thought it'd be.
1: I'm an electrician. How do you think I felt going into that?
0: See, you knew what it meant when you said how many volts. No.
1: No, I I knew what it meant. I knew I was going to get an electric shock. I've had those before. I don't like them.
0: Oh, yeah. I went
1: in just going, it was horrible.
0: See, I went in thinking that uh, this is a a race for non-competitive athletes, and it can't be that bad. The idea of it must be worse than it is. And then I got shocked, and I was like, this is awful. I have to get out of here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, nah, Um uh, uh, I'll do another. One. I'll, I'll do another one at some point. But apparently, it's too cold for them over here. I, just, I remember jumping into the ice bath and physically having to pull Dana out because someone had climbed over the top of her in that ice jump. And oh, then shit. she's not good with cold, so I'm pretty sure she actually legitimately went into shock.
0: Yeah, I'm not good with cold either. And they had they, you know, because they take pictures. Yeah, I have an amazing picture of me coming up, gasping reaching for my boyfriend as he swims away
1: from us. It. It's <laughs> the best thing ever. It's so, like, nope, uh, you're going to die. I'm, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. I just need to get out of here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. But um, uh, True love. Yeah, that's great. Uh, <laughs> we're doing another one in April. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, so, are you happy with the fitness level?
1: You're at? I'm, I'm happy with the fitness level that I'm at, um, and I, I think what I'm finding now is that as I get stronger and I get fitter, I, I now want to I want to master more things. So, for me, the strength and, and the fitness are never an issue. It's it's mastering those gymnastics movements. Um, I'm I'm naturally quite strong, or strong enough. You know, some people take a bit to get there, but for me, the strength part's not the issue. it's, it's the fact that I've got to lug 91 kilos over a bar if I mm-hmm. want to do a bar muscle up. Um, so, I mean, it, it then comes down to, right, I want to get better at the sport itself. Um, and I mean, that when I started it, I just wanted to get fit. Yeah. I wanted to get to a level where I, I didn't look like a fat slob and I didn't sort of hate my body pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, you know, is it, not not really the best way to sort of... to motivate yourself into th- it but at the same time it, I
0: think that's how most people start exercising
1: yeah, pretty much <laughs> yeah. um, so I mean yeah I, I didn't have any goals I didn't, I didn't want to compete I actually actively said to myself when I started I'm not going to compete at this mm-hmm. um, I've in, in fact I've only done one competition like actual competition outside of um, like just little in house stuff yeah. um, but I mean I, I really enjoyed it and, and I'm doing another one in November Sometime. Yeah. no we're going to Manchester in November um, for a competition, so, um so it, it just it drew me into it, and I mean, I. While I enjoy CrossFit and I love everything that it's given me so far, and I love the community that we've got, where we are, and I love how much fun it is. Um, I still haven't gone full retard, I suppose is the best way of explaining it. Um, into this is this is the only way of training. This is all I have in life. This is it's CrossFit. Um, it, it's it's not for everyone, mm-hmm. and you know, I. I, I I, I respect the guys in, in the HQ and everything that turn around and say this is the best way to train. I personally, I think I, I, I agree with them. I do think it's the best way of training, but it, some people just can't stand it. Some people hate it. So. Um, like I said, so long as people are being active and moving around, I'm quite happy for them. Yeah, I'm not going to sit there and just spout off. Yeah, it's, it's all about CrossFit. Um, I, if, if someone comes to me and says, "Well, I do Zoom I'll be like, "Right, well, that's pretty stupid." But you know, it's, <laughs> it's, if you're doing something, you're doing something active. You're not sitting on the couch and doing nothing all day. Yeah. Um, you know, power to you. Simple as that, really. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it's it's got me to. It, I've surpassed the goals that I originally set for myself mm-hmm. um, but I think in anything like this where you, you do sort of start your fitness at some form of fitness journey is, is when you do get to those goals you go well well, now I've got to set new goals and now I've got to set new goals again and, and, and you just sort of you keep on reassessing them every 3, 6, 12 months 3 years whatever it is that it takes you to get there mm-hmm. um, a lot of runners go out and go well, I'm going to go run a half marathon alright well I've done that Well now I'm going to go run a full marathon mm-hmm. um, and so on and so forth you get triathletes were the best one for it was they going to start off with a little mini one where you have to swim all of 100 meters run a kilometer and ride two mm-hmm. and then three years later they're doing a marathon uh the an iron man yeah um so i mean it, yeah it's I, i'm i'm ecstatic with where i'm at but at the same time I'm not happy in the fact that i want to get better yeah um so you know there's always that there's definite weaknesses in in what i do that I, I want to get better at. Um, like some of my Olympic lifts aren't where, where I want them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my gymnastics movements aren't where I want them to be, and, and my endurance still has never been a big a, a big strength of mine. I've never been an endurance athlete. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, anything over three to six minutes, I don't like. It's, it's horrible. Why, why would people do that? <laughs> <laughs> so this is three minutes long. Wicked. Let's just do it. I can get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as, and as, yeah, as, as soon as it sort of starts getting build up, build up, I've. That's something else I've got to work on, and that's, I think, coaching it has made me more inclined to work on those weaknesses, because if I'm sitting there telling someone how to do, say, a lift, and I can't do it myself, I, I feel like a bit of a, not not a failure. I, I, you just feel a bit, am I really allowed to tell someone how to do this when I can't do it myself? Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, it, I think coaching co- coaching the sport and then actually participating in sport really do go hand in hand in that fact that I want to make myself better so that I can help other people get better I mean that's yeah so what is it? while I'm happy while I'm ecstatic while where I'm at I'm not happy with where I'm at right now it's kind of a weird one <laughs>
0: <laughs> no uh yeah no you just still want big biceps yeah, bigger biceps bigger biceps you can always have bigger biceps. biceps
1: in fairness I should actually tell you, I, I'm more of a tricep sort of guy so <laughs> So You can do the cool posing and like to the side. It's all—it's all about beach season. It's only eight, oh, is that what? It's only eight months away.
0: <laughs> well, we've we've reached an hour. So, um, is there if anyone wants to reach out to you? Do you have like a Facebook or a Twitter or? Um, I not just check out.
1: I don't personally, but um, CrossFit? yeah, just we've got CrossFit Blackfriars uh, is on dot com. It's on Instagram as CF Blackfriars, I think, from memory. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on Facebook. Uh, I think we've got a Twitter handle thing I don't you do, do I don't do Twitter I'm, I'm quite terrible at social media in the world <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah I mean it's all, it's all definitely on there give us a yell and jump on there and we're, uh, we're happy to take in waves and strays and, and have a bit of fun with everyone Yeah, it's always awesome
0: very cool. cool can you say your piece of advice one more time
1: uh, so learning is important but big biceps are more important <laughs> thank you man <laughs> no problem
0: so that's it. That's Ben Crooks. If you live in London and you want to take his class, go to CrossFit Blackfriars. Again, their website is www.crossfitblackfriars.com. On Twitter, they are CF Blackfriars. On Instagram, it's the same thing, CF Blackfriars. Or just wherever you live, Google CrossFit, and I'm sure there's a box within mm, 10 miles from your house, let's say. I don't know. You'll have to Google that yourself. But thank you so much for listening. Again, all my information is at abagaliah.com if you want to check out my show dates or the blog. Also, I am on Twitter too, uh, at abagaliah. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Namaste.